Good evening and welcome to the podcast Critical Mass. I'm your host, Jerome Carr. And the title of today's podcast is Facts and Fallacies About the Coronavirus. I'm putting this out after doing some research. Admittedly, there's not a lot of information on this subject, but there is some. And just a cursory investigation was very revealing about the nature of this illness and the, the impact that it's having upon our entire global society. So tonight on Critical Mass, we are going to just speak a little bit about some of the facts and some of the fallacies regarding it. And my hope is to inform people. My hope is to empower people through right information. And I'll tell you one thing, you know, I was watching CNN and uh, MSNBC and Fox and uh, some of the other news stations. I was watching them to kind of just gather information and, and to get a kind of a, an understanding of what the threat that the, we're facing today. And one of the things that I learned is that every different news outlet has a different take. They offer different information. And one of, the, one of the top complaints of the news outlets is about people who are blogging or who, who have podcasts or who are YouTubers. Uh, the, the, the mainstream media is actually pointing, hand, pointing fingers at you know, the, the uh, internet-based media and accusing us, me being a podcaster and a YouTuber, of putting out disinformation, putting out uh, fear and uh, false information myths about this situation. And I would have to say, thank God for us. Thank God for that YouTuber at home or that podcaster, that individual who is brave enough to, to get on public uh, outlets and offer their take on what's happening because we're going to need a lot more. Uh, if we left it up to CNN and Fox News to run the world, well, the world would crash and be dead. So we can't leave it up to mainstream media because we know some things about it. What? First, we know that mainstream media is subject to the government. Next, we know that mainstream media is also secondary to the government, subject to the dollar. With those two things in mind, we know that we are not going to be receiving the true and right information. We're only going to be receiving the common narrative, the, the accepted narrative that the White House is putting out, that, that governments, that national governments are putting out through the mainstream media. And this is really the concern. It's not that uh, podcasters or YouTubers are, are creating this fear. They created it. The mainstream media has created and fanned the flames of this pandemic. First, they failed to inform us. Then they over-informed us. So now here we are as individuals left isolated in our homes and in our houses uh, without our normal outlets, without our normal uh, jobs, 
our normal days, our normal, our normal rigorous schedules that we have. We are actually being told by our government to isolate ourselves. Every single person, every single American home is being instructed right now to isolate themselves from the rest of society. This is problematic. The first one of the main one of the first reasons why it's problematic is because when people are isolated and are not communicating, are not interacting, this is when true confusion sets in. And there has not been enough evidence to support validation for isolating ourselves to validify this this command that is being put out by, by national governments and carried over the airlines, the, the area radio waves and then the TV waves and the cable uh, waves, cable channels, telling us what we should do as free American people. So the great right now, one of the greatest threats to freedom and democracy in the world is the the hysteria and the panic surrounding the so-called global pandemic COVID-19, AKA the coronavirus. That's why it's very important that people are tuning in and listening, uh, gathering information from other sources, listening to other narratives, than the main line, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and all that other crap. I watched, I sat and watched them all day. I had nothing else to do. Uh, I'm one of those people who coronavirus took my job. Um, I, I actually do demos. I do wine demos, wine tastings. And one of the first things to go are things that are social, you know, social recreation and, and, and uh, wine drinking and, and the whole process of that is, is a social act, something that people engage in together. So that was one of the first things to go. Uh, so all my appointments for my demos this month were, were basically deleted. I essentially was put out of my job by the coronavirus and by the, by the panic being created by news medias media outlets, the mainstream media, not by, the, by the, uh, the informal media, but by mainstream media instructing the world to stay home. How is that even possible? How is it even practical that people can, will lock themselves behind their doors seal off their homes as if this is a zombie apocalypse. This is a, this is a pandemic that has less than a 1% mortality rate. Less than 1% of the people who contracted die. And most of them simply recover. Uh, the average person who's ever contracted it doesn't even know that they had it. So this is going to be a series of podcasts probably um, that uh, depending on, on the response from you all, the listeners, I'm going to install over the next couple of days so that people will have at least there will be out there over the radio waves, over the airwaves, another voice 
seeking to bring some sanity and some clarity to this whole discussion and to this whole thought, to the whole thought process surrounding the issue. It's not the disease which we should fear, but rather the panic, the public response, and even worse, the governmental reaction to the, the existence, the spread, and the impact of this disease. When we compare by the numbers to other diseases, such as MRSA, AIDS, uh, hepatitis, uh, SARS, or the flu, or the common cold, we find that it is less, uh, less of a, of a, of a it has a, a mortality rate less than those. It has killed less people, historically speaking, and more people have those diseases than have this, than have the coronavirus. All right. So my my point is, we as a, as a people need to put this into perspective. As individuals, it's one thing if the world panics; it's another if you panic. Let me repeat that. It's one thing if you, the world begins to panic, but it's another if you, as an individual, sitting in your home, panic. Therefore, I want to speak tonight a little bit about, or rather today, it may be day where you're at. But in this episode, I want to speak about some of the facts and the fallacies surrounding the COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. Okay, what is the, the, the first topic surrounding the facts and fallacies of the, co- the COVID-19 virus is the origin. What is the origin of this disease? And to one of the first things that we should know about the origin of the disease is that nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. But what, what is known to scientists is that it, it does, it ha- pre-exists our time. And the COVID virus is related, is a, actually in the family of influenzas and dates back at least 8,000 years B.C. Okay, so media outlets such as Fox News and CNN and the like, they allege that China is the origin of this disease. And it's kind of funny that, you know, the Western news media outlets are actually attacking one of our global partners and one of our global enemies, which is China. Now, if you're 40 or older, you remember when things were made in the USA. But if you're 20 and young, 20 and, and, and older, well, all you know that everything was made in China, maybe even you. But this disease was not made in China. Now, it may have become uh, an, an outbreak in China, but even the Chinese... Uh, the Chinese that, that speak outside of the mainstream government have not alleged that thousands and thousands and thousands, even with the great dense popu- population density of China, they have not alleged that it has killed 
thousands and thousands of people. In fact, uh, as far as America goes, to date, one of the things I discovered, uh, one of the facts, is um, by the date of 3-14-2020, in the U.S., only 2,800 people have contracted it, and 58 people have perished. Now, this is a fact that we have to hold up to what's going on in our country. You know, I'm from South Central L.A., and, you know, 58 people die on Compton Boulevard uh, in a week, let alone in a month or a year. But to date, only 58 people in America have died from this disease, let alone, what if we hold it up to cancer? What if we hold it up to, to, to cancer-related deaths caused by smoking? What if we hold it up to the common cold? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So the, the reaction to this is disproportionate from, is, is, it's an exaggeration in relation to the actual impact that this disease is having on people. And scientists are pretty much in agreement about where it became, it became a, a, an actual public 